0: Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Bulk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Vernon, the inspired author of the ebook. And the printed book, Revelation of Revelation, A Total Fraud. And what you're about to hear on this episode this evening of Revelation of Revelation has never been revealed before now in this audio format. So we invite you to listen now as we introduce the program's topic on this one of a kind program, where it's the scripture that speaks the truth through the in depth scripture studies of Ken Vernon. Good evening, Ken.
1: Good evening, Brooke. And welcome to anyone and everyone who is out there. I don't know how many there are, but we certainly look forward to tonight's program because we have a major revelation to share with everyone. Before I begin, do we have any guests on the tele- telephone tonight? There
0: don't? is uh, th- there is none on the telephone, Ken. However, there is a guest board with us and I invite you to always use the chat board if you have any questions for Ken, and we'll absolutely give you the email address later on the program where you can always contact Ken each day of any week for your questions to be answered. Back to you now, Ken.
1: Okay. Uh, The title of tonight's program is The End Time. The End Time gets everybody's attention even outside of religious circles. Everyone has a degree of curiosity regarding the future. Everyone would like to know what's going to happen and when. But most of the people who are in that boat would rather have someone tell it to them so that if they're wrong, they can always say, hey, The minister said so. (laughs) And in a way, that's understandable also. Because it's human nature to choose the easiest path. To go the route of difficulty is not very attractive to human beings at all. We always go, hey, let me do it the easy way. (laughs) And that works. Today, I will ask a couple of questions. For example, like, What does the Bible say about the end time? Which translation should we choose? And why? And the reason I ask those questions is simply this. Your translators did not always adhere to what was written in the scriptures. For example, the folks who did the King James Version of the Bible were so heavily influenced by their traditions that they actually used words, inappropriate words, to bring forward what's actually written in the Gospels regarding the end time. For for example, the Matthew 24 chapter the In verse 3, the disciples came to the Messiah privately asking him. They said, tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Well, sadly, the world is not coming to an end. Most of the more modern translations of the scriptures correct that end of the world and actually render it properly the end of the age. And by the end of the age, they mean the end of the age of man ruling over man. So once you make that correction, you will discover that the alarm, the fright, The undue concern regarding the end of the world will go away. And then you can begin to make sense out of the conversation the Messiah had with his disciples when they came to him and said, When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming? He gave them several things to look for. Let me share some of them with you. Messiah, who knows very well that the world is not coming to an end anytime soon, but the king of heaven is at hand, spoke to his disciples regarding his return and the kingdom of heaven, which occurs simultaneously. We know that because he told us to pray Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1 and verse 14, we read the following. Now, after John was put in prison, Messiah rendered Jesus in the English Bible, which is incorrect, but I'm not going to get into that tonight. Nevertheless, Messiah came into Galilee preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. Verse 15 says, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, catch the rest of this. He said, Repent and believe the good news. The coming of the kingdom of heaven and the Messiah's return occurs at the same time. Remember, the question was what shall the sign of your coming and the end of the age not the end of the world? The translators of the King James by virtue of a single incorrect word turned the good news and the Messiah's return into a global catastrophe. There are many who speak of it as Armageddon, when the world is going to come to an end, like they did back in 2012 in December when the Mayan, Mayan calendar ran out, and that would be the end of civilization. As everyone knows, nothing of the kind occurred. So all that fear that was out there was for naught. It had no substance in it whatsoever, simply because people continue to use the word end of the world. Many believers today subscribe to the end of the world and the destruction of the heavens and earth as a direct result of that single word, as I said before, placed in your Bible, especially in the King James. Let's turn to one of the fraudulent books in your Bible to see how that lie appears to support the work of the King James translator. Realizing that these are the same people, it is not difficult to understand. They must continue their lie to make their point. We'll go to Second Peter, chapter three and verse ten, and it reads as follows. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. So then, one is forced to ask at this point the following question. Is the coming of the kingdom and the end of the age good news, as the Messiah declared? Or is it the end of the world and all of the living creatures in it? I think you know that answer. That, That line is just simply bogus. It is false. There is no fact to it whatsoever. It is used by church organizations globally to promote their fair tactic and enlarge their congregations. Before I share with you how that passage also contradicts passages from another fraudulent book in your Bible, let me say this. The end of the world and the coming of the kingdom of heaven simultaneously to this earth makes absolutely no sense. The kingdom cannot come. If there is no earth where the Father's will will be done on it. Verse 10, in that same chapter, tells us that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. A clandestine affair, if you will. But, is that what the Messiah told his disciples? Let's look at some of the things he told his disciples. In Matthew 24 and verse 30 he says then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory again here i must ask does that sound like someone coming as a thief in the night <laughs> That, that absolutely blows my head that this, this information has been sitting in these Bibles all these centuries. And no one, no one picked them up on it. Simply because the time for the truth had not come. We have come to the end. Truly the end of the age when the first fruits will be harvested. And as the Messiah prayed in John chapter 17, he says, I pray not for the world but for those whom you have given me. Those whom were given to him are the fresh fruits. Those are the people who must have the truth because he said in his prayer also, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So today you and I The first fruits, if you will, who are now being called, cannot be sanctified without the truth. Now that I threw you off the course a little bit, let me return to Matthew. It says, The sign of the Son of Man with clouds and great glory. Verse 29 goes on to tell us, The sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven. Now, how is that for visible signs as compared to a thief and a knight? See how easy it is to pick out these lies when you are being guided by the Holy Spirit to go as he says in, uh, in uh, Isaiah chapter 28. It is lying upon line, precept upon precept. We must use the scriptures to determine what's true versus what's was fraud. Now, that thief in the night routine from Peter is also supported, believe it or not, from Matthew. The same chapter, beginning in verse 40 through verse 51. I won't stop to go there for right at this moment but I'll come back to it. Let me continue it while i prepared here, and then we'll move on. In Revelation, verse 5, the other book, the other fraudulent book, is another one, and verse 10 reads as follows, And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Don't forget, the book of Revelation is primarily about his return and events that would lead up to his return. In verse 1 of chapter 1 in Revelation, it says these things were shortly to come and the Messiah will be returning. Keep that in mind. We'll go back with what was written in Peter that says the earth will be destroyed. That is a total contradiction that we find from two of the fraudulent, of the ten fraudulent books in your New Testament. And for those hearing this broadcast who are not aware that there are ten fraudulent books in the New Testament, by all means, go to revelationonrevelation.com and contact us, and we will be more than happy to send you any answers that you have. We will send you sometimes complete articles so that you can sit and contemplate and read and meditate and do it your way so that you can come to that place of the knowledge of the truth which the Messiah told the people who followed him. Here's another passage from Revelation in chapter 20 and verse 4. Don't forget now, Messiah is coming back very shortly. And here's what it says. Chapter 20, verse 4 says, And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But wait a minute. (laughs) The passage in Peter actually says, When the Messiah comes, the earth gets destroyed. He takes his people away. Yet we find here in the book of Revelation, we are told that Christ is here for at least 100,000 thousand years. How fascinating is that? Lies, lies and lies. It's incredible what's written in your Bible, in our Bibles, since it's given to all of us, so that's what we must work on. But the Messiah told his disciples, the people who have been called out the first fruits. He said, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and the knowledge of the truth shall set you free. Now, let's look at what the apostle Shaul saw to most of us in the English community. Here's what he said to the church in Corinth. He said, know you not, said he, the saints shall judge the world, and know you not, that we shall judge angels? Yes, that's right. When the Messiah comes, when the King of Heaven comes, the saints shall judge the world. Men and women who become bona fide, glorified children of the Almighty in every way, given a body just like his. I can give you all the scriptures for that, but tonight is not the time for that. Now, healing will come to every person on this earth when the kingdom of heaven comes. Some marvelous things will take place with actual creation, the animals, the vegetation, and everything about it. If you remember from the Gospels, Messiah did a great thing when he said, repent and believe the Gospel or believe the Good News. Believe it. He went about the business of healing the sick. That was primarily on his list. Heal the sick. Thousands of people followed him throughout his ministry. And he healed the sick, of every disease that they had. That was a foretaste of the kingdom and the good things, the good news, if you will, of the good things that would happen when the kingdom of heaven comes. In the book of Isaiah, we are told that men shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not live sore against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. You can find that in Isaiah chapter 2 and read it to your heart's content. The zeal of Yahweh of hosts, he says, will perform it. Not men, not any human government, but the kingdom of heaven ruled by the saints along with the Messiah. Elsewhere, in the book of Isaiah, we are told that the wolf will lie down with the lamb. The lion will eat straw like the the ox. Or it would seem that there will be no wild animals anymore. Is that good news? I ask you, that is profoundly good news. I wait eagerly to see the day when the end of the edge comes, not the end of the world, but when the kingdom of heaven comes to this earth and all the glorious things begin to happen, when there will be no more starving people, there will be no more disease-ridden people, there will be no more hospitals, there will be no more prisons. There will be no nothing of the kind that we see today in our society where, for example, we have this business of people carrying guns, carrying weapons in a civilized society, waiting to do some stupid thing with it. Stupid as killing another human being because of what they think. That is ISIS mentality, if you will, folks. When you go about the business of killing another person because they think something differently from you, what does that make you? That makes you even a greater mad dog because now you are not allowing any freedom of thought. You are making that decision for everyone else. There are those who are unaware that their actions are fraught with that kind of false thinking. Anyway, tonight, I shared with you a little bit, just a little bit, of the coming of the kingdom and the end of the age, which we call the end time. But in fact, it's not the end of the world. The Messiah, for example, in Matthew 24, told the people one of the signs would be Earthquakes in diverse places. Now, everyone would say very quickly, there's always been earthquakes everywhere, all the time. That's true. However, before all this technology came our way, people on this earth, except those who were exactly where there was an earthquake, did not have a clue that there were earthquakes all over this world. You see, we forget that. It's technology that enables us, us at the end time, to see the fulfillment of the scripture of that nature. We know, instantaneously today, wherever there's an earthquake on this earth. As a matter of fact, for those of us who are energetic enough, you can go about the business every day of finding out where there are tremors and small earthquakes, because we have technology. We have technology, which the Creator said will be in place at the time of the end, when knowledge would increase as many journey to and fro. All those scriptures that were not for the apostles, for the disciples of his day, are for us. We who live at the time of the end when there is great trouble on this earth. just as It's it
0: ridiculous.
1: Yes. <laughs> the, uh, all the people who are not being called will never be aware that the problems on this earth that we see today will continue to escalate until the Messiah comes. And that is how the end time will be. Bloomberg, Julie, Annie, unclogged and flushed the toilets of New York. The bullshit artist.
0: Ken and I thank you very much for your comments tonight and leading us into the truth using the scriptures itself. And I know that we have also brought out at different times how we are killing one another every day over quarrels over religion and all other things put together. Because you cannot even come to an agreement about what you think God says or what he wants you to do, on one side of the world, God wants something different than the other, one side of the room, in one side of your mind, in one person versus another. Why does he want something different from all of us? This power is within you, and it's simplistic. You are extensions of this powerful source energy that most call God. And just think of what is said in Scripture. I believe Ken has asked or has alluded to this. Maybe even in tonight's program was, or prior to the program, simply ask, and it shall be given unto you. Asking for fuller measure of Holy Spirit that brings the truth, such as Ken has been given a measure of the Holy Spirit to reveal these things and these end times, not of the world, but of an age. Those who have joined us either by phone or by chat boards, notice that we do mute everyone for some reasons other than propaganda that people like to come on these programs and put their two cents worth in. That's not the intent and purpose of what this is about. You can, by all means, email Ken Vernon at any time and have your questions answered or share your comments directly with him. We go out on a limb and say, we implore you to do that. Please, please. On today's program, Ken Vernon, author of Revelation of Revelation, presented the proof of scriptures to reveal the truth of scriptures that have eluded for millennia, because it was not intended to be real, revealed until this time. So seeking to learn the truth, if that's what brought you to these programs, you're invited to email Ken at vergedi V-E-R-G-E-D-I, at optonline, O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E, dot net. Forgetti at optonline. net. Visit revelationofrevelation.com. dot com. Order a copy of Ken's book, an ebook or printed book. Until the next episode, this is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer for Revelation of Revelation, bidding you a good evening, and tune in again to our next episode soon.